Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is Parareality Radio. I'm Sandman, and I'll be your host for the next hour. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in tonight. Well, it's Monday, February the 4th, 2013, and that means that it's time for another episode of Parareality Radio. Tonight, I'm talking to a lady who has a very special talent, along with a desire to help others who may be having a paranormal experience that they just can't explain. Her name is Valley Rojas, and she is the founder and lead investigator of Earthbound Spirit Hunters. Valley had her very first paranormal experience at the young age of three when she believes that she was visited by the spirit of her grandfather. Her experiences continue throughout her life and have had such a profound impact on her that she's made it her life's mission to not only understand what's happening to her, but to help others as well. She's been investigating the paranormal for many years, and she's helped many people. She's a very interesting lady who truly cares for everyone, both on this plane of existence and the other one. Valley, welcome to Parareality Radio. Thank you, Sandman. It's a pleasure being here. Valley, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. But before we start with it, let me tell everyone how they can get in touch with me here on the show because there are a few different ways. First of all, if you have Yahoo Messenger, you can reach me by using my screen name. Just type in GreyDragon98 in your little messenger box. It's G-R-E-Y-D-R-A-G-O-N with the number 98 tacked on to the back of that. If you're not already on my contact or my friends list, please let me know that you listen to the show whenever you send me a friend request. Otherwise, I'll probably just ignore whatever it is that you send me because, unfortunately, there are people on Yahoo Messenger who are just randomly IMing different screen names and trying to get people to visit their website so they can get paid money to see for you to watch them take their clothes off. And I'm not into that. not going to pay you money for that, okay? So you got to let me know that you listen to the show if you're not already on my contact list. You can also... Send me an email. My email address is sandman at parareality.com, or you can just go to the website, which is www.parareality.com. I'm also available on 
Facebook, if you'll go to Facebook, just look for Sandman.Parareality. Um, and also, finally, you can still call the show. I do have a studio line still up and running for whenever I decide to start doing live broadcasts again. The number to call is 615 692 one one seven zero. You can call anytime, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. If I'm not in the studio, just leave me a message and just be aware that if uh, you don't want to have your message played on the air, you better tell me. Um, I may just answer the phone because I'm always in the studio working on something for the show. So just uh, take a chance if you want to call. That number to call once again is area code six one five six nine two eleven. 70. So those are all the different ways that you can get in contact with me, Sandman, here on the show. All right. Now, as I've already stated, my guest is Miss Valley Rojas from Earthbound Spirit Hunters. Valley, once again, pleasure to have you here on the show. Well, thank you, Sandman. I'm glad to be here. How, how, how am I coming in? Are you able to hear me okay, Valley? Oh, yeah. I hear you really good. Okay, great. I've got you really good as well. So let's get started with this because I have a ton of questions that I've been dying to ask you for a long time now. Um, you, you, you told me um, when we talked one time that you had your very first paranormal experience at the age of just three years old, right? Yes, yes. It was around three, three or four. Okay. Uh, describe that experience for me and tell me, tell me what happened. Well, you know, sometimes it's hard for children to remember things, but when you have things as traumatic to me as this, I, I it, it's still at this <laughs> stage of my life, of, I remember it as if it was yesterday. I was at my grandmother's house, and uh, my grandmother, she uh, lived next door to us, and uh, I spent the night with her. And when we went to sleep, she was in the bed with me, and... Uh, uh, I guess she has said that uh, I kicked her <laughs> during the night, so she left the room and went to another room to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and when I did, I was really cold. I was young, uh, like I said, three or four. Yeah. And when I woke up, I happened to look up, and I was scared. But when I looked up, there was a chair in front of the bed. And in this chair, there was this this shadow, and the shadow was sitting in a sitting position in the chair, and it had a hat on, a wow. full man-like shape, with a hat and a pipe in the mouth. And uh, I screamed. I was so frightened. And as I screamed, I took the covers and covered my whole head and body up, and I screamed for my grandmother. Well, my grandmother ran in there, and immediately she cut the light on. Yeah. And then that's when I, I you know, took the covers down. And, of course, she was like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, you know? Because that's how, in those days, that's how they were. Yeah. And I told her, man, a man, a man, you know. <laughs> I was so frightened. Anyhow, she stayed, you know, in the bedroom, and she thought I was silly, you know. That's what, you know, in those days, that's what they did with kids, you know. Yeah. So, anyhow, I told my, gr- my mother about it the next morning. And uh, later on, I think it was probably maybe a month or so, because I never knew either one of my grandfathers, because I was a baby when they passed. Oh, okay. So, uh, um, Later on, I had noticed in the photo album that it was uh, my grandfather that I had seen because it looked like a hat and a pipe that he had had. But I didn't know until later on that that's who I had seen. But that was my first uh, time I had ever seen a spirit. But it, it was very traumatic to me because 
it was plain as, as, as day, you know, seeing that. And people in those days, they didn't like to talk about spirits or yeah. ghosts or anything, you know, because it was like, it was shunned to not talk about it. Right. Because they knew it was, exist, but they just didn't want to speak about it. Right. And you, you said you knew it was your grandfather because you saw a picture of him. Well, I saw a picture in, in a photo album, and I saw my grandfather, because uh, I said I'd never seen neither one of them, because I was right. a baby when they both passed. But I saw a picture of my grandfather, and he had on a hat, and he had a pipe. And okay. this was like many years later. And I said, uh, who is this? And they said, this is your grandfather. And so, I didn't know which one it was, but I saw one of them. So you didn't I, know really it was your grandfather until years later. You just right, knew you saw right. something. Did I you, didn't know, you know, because like I said, they both passed when I was a baby. In fact, one of them in California, and I never even met him. Now, you said that there was a pipe. Could you smell the pipe? No. No? Just, I didn't smell anything. So this, so much, <laughs> you know. This apparition, was, how, how long did the... Did this uh, first experience, how long did it last, would you estimate? Well, like I said, when I woke up, uh, I was cold. Mm -hmm. And when I woke up, I was so cold, and I happened to look, and there's that, you know, there it was, in that chair. So I screamed immediately, so it was like a few seconds. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't well, like a five-minute-long encounter or anything? No, because I screamed immediately, you know. Okay. When, when you're that young, you know, and, and you're a child, you know, you see something, you just scream, and you cover your head. <laughs> That's you're what right, I did. Right. And <laughs> when, you don't know any better, you know, when you're a child. I'm well, if you're only three, what do you have to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid. <laughs> but so, that was my first time, and, you know, and, and I did have other experiences at that age, too. And it was really weird because at that time I didn't know what was going on. But as I got uh, older, more and more things happened to me, you know, um, it just kept growing and growing, and I was unaware what I was uh, what I was set up for. Now, you you said you you kept having experiences. I guess this was all through your childhood, right? Yes, yes, that was the beginning. Mm -hmm. And how how I guess uh, how old were you whenever you realized that you ha were different? You know that you had this ability to. Well, you know, I, I really people, didn't put it I together guess. that much until after the passing of my parents, which is probably about nine years ago. Wow. So you went basically your whole entire life up until nine years ago without yeah. really yeah. being able... Did you think you were nuts or something? I mean, or did you... Well, I just thought that I was at a place that was probably haunted, mm -hmm. or I just thought that maybe someone, uh, you know had a bad uh, karma, you know, or something in that in that essence. I just thought that maybe I was at a location that wasn't good or someone had bad karma or, you know, something in that in that yeah. thing, you know, or maybe I did something, you know. I just didn't know. So was it you know? just was it just mainly seeing apparitions or was it apparitions or, or spirits? Was Were they trying to contact you or was it were you just seeing these yeah. things? Yeah, I mean, I had things consistently happen. And then, of course, uh, at my house, at my grandmother's house, um, the weird thing happened is that when I was like five years old, around four or five, about a year or two later, uh, also, we had a fire in our house, in our grandmother's house, that she lived right next door to us. Um, we had to spend the night with her because we had had a fire. And uh, another weird thing that happened to us was that uh, I slept walk 
and I never sleepwalk, and this is the only time I did sleepwalk, was that <clears throat> I woke up, and I was two blocks away from the house. Wow. And the weird thing about it is I don't remember doing that. I never did that again. And the eerie thing was that when I woke up, I was two blocks away, and I was scared, I was frightened, and I ran back to my grandmother's house. I was banging on the door to let me in because the door was locked from the inside. Okay. There's no way to get out. And my mother had to let me in, and the, the latch, the screen door latch and the, the door was locked from the inside. So if I had oh. a and I walked out of the house, there's no way I could have locked myself out. Especially yeah, not with the, the little the little latch on the screen door. It was the little hook and loop latch, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It was wow. locked. And she had asked everybody in the house, did anybody get up in the middle of the night and lock the door? No one did. What about the but possibility it, that... Both locks were locked. What about the possibility that you might have crawled out a window? Did you ever think of that? or? No, no windows were open. No windows were... Wow. And no. you you have no memory of this? In an area this? that wasn't a good area to have that, you know, yeah. open. You, and you have no memory of this? You, you have no, no idea how you got out of the house? I have no memory. To this day, I still have no memory. What do you... I, mean, it was, uh, I, I don't remember any... And I never sleptwalked after that. That you, was the only time in my lifetime that I ever sleptwalked. Before or after, that was it, the only time? Yes, that was the only time. Well, what do you think happened? I mean, have you, I know you've speculated on it a lot. What, what do you think happened that night? Sometimes I don't like to tell too many people things because sometimes I think people think, you know, there's so many people out there that likes to <laughs> put out things that, you know, she's cuckoo or whatever, you know. Right. <laughs> so I don't like to tell too many paranormal things that happen to me because, you know, they're like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> because you have so many um, people that like to develop or like to put out right. things well, that, about pe- people. But that's I a risky seen, run. Uh, UFOs and stuff myself personally. I keep uh, all kinds of stuff, you know, on me so I can look up in the sky. But if you believe in UFOs or if you believe that you have been taken, I think that would have been my first time if I ever been taken. And I think, uh, you know, that would happen. You think that's because what it would be like, huh? There's no way that you can say that stuff, well, because uh, I never did it again. And who, who, who locked me out of the house? Yeah. No, no one... No one said, you know, no one did. Very, and very eerie. Very eerie. Do, do you... I mean, it's just strange that I don't remember. Now, some people say that I should try to, you know, be hypnotized and see if I can have some memories bring, you know, brought back to my my, right. my experience of what happened. But sometimes when that happens, they'd say, well, they probably fed you what happened, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, well, I, I don't know. It was whatever it was. It was very traumatic for me not to, you know, to remember because I woke up two blocks away and I was like five years old. Are do you have any fears that this could happen to you again? Well, uh, no, not really because it's blocked. I mean, it's completely blocked. I have no idea. All I, all I know is I still remember waking up on the streets. Wow. I remember seeing scary the battle, stuff. You know. I remember those things. I remember everything that's traumatic, but I don't remember anything to that process of waking up. Well, let's let's jump ahead in your life a little bit. Okay. After this incident, and let's go to your your teenage years. Now, there's a lot of theories out there that uh, say that when you 
how can I be politically correct about this? That that when you come of age as a young teenager, in other words, when you hit puberty, right. that uh, these type of events will escalate because of of what you're going through with the with the emotional changes that you're going through, the physical changes that you go through, uh, feelings that you have that you've never had before, uh, such as you know self-awareness, uh, sexual feelings, stuff of of that nature. Um, and there's a theory that that people such as who have a talent such as yours that that things kind of can tend to escalate when you hit puberty. So, with the risk of me, you know, asking a question that's probably none of my business, did, when when you when you came of age as a woman, a young woman, did you notice that there was a lot of of escalation in this type of ability? Did did you seem to be able to grasp more control? Did it get out of control? What did you notice anything like that? Uh, can you read? Can you? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of went around the bush to ask that question, didn't I? So when you, when you hit puberty, did, yeah. did you, did you notice that the, the incidences of of these paranormal things that were happening in your life, did did they increase, or did you yeah. maybe? Gain the ability to have a little bit more control over them. Did you notice any changes? When I when I was a when I was a teenager, we had moved from the area from the house that I was in uh-huh. earlier, and we had moved. And yes, it it continued on. Um, in fact, the house that uh, <laughs> the house that we moved in, I think it was a little bit more haunted. I thought because it did escalate, and uh, <clears throat> I had a bedroom of my own in the front of the part of the house. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like the baby of the family. Therefore, all of my other sisters and brothers, they were gone before me. And uh, so I was like, I had the front bedroom to myself, which is away from my mom and dad. And and uh, I I was like, oh, boy, you know, I'm a big-time girl, you know. And yeah. <laughs> and I'd go to bed, and I, I closed my door, and it's like having like a little apartment in a way, you know. And I closed the door thinking I'm big, a big wig, you know. And uh I wake up in the middle of the night, freezing. My door's open, and I'm blowing smoke out of my mouth. Ooh. And I'm, like, freaking out. I'm, like, you know, because we didn't have, you know, central air heat. We only had, like, a little heater in my uh-huh. bedroom, you know, which is, like, on a wall unit, you know. Yeah. And, I, and it's cold. It's, it's wintertime in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, oh, crap. You know, it's cold because the door's open. And in front part of the house, you know, it's, it's freezing if you don't have your door closed, you know. Yeah. And I'm freaking out. I close the door, and I had it locked. And I still wake up, and the door's open, and I'm blowing smoke. And and I know that there, someone, something was in there with me. And I can hear my heart beating and, and, and my hair standing up. And I'm looking around, and I don't want to see what's in there because I know there's something in there. Yeah. And I couldn't, you know, and I'm a teenager. I'm like 16 years old, and I know, you know, that I could feel something there, but I still couldn't put it together. Okay. And my daddy used to say that there was there was somebody in there named George. <laughs> 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 I didn't know. I didn't want to know who George was because, you know, I didn't know at that time what I had. You know. Right. Mother used to say all the time that you know that, she, that you know something was going on. My mother. She always felt spirits, but she didn't know what it was, you know. She always thought places were haunted. She used to tell some things, you know. So you think but, you got this ability from your mother? Oh, yeah. My yeah. mother was clairvoyant, for sure. Yeah, she, she just to, didn't know every, it. Every time she passed, 
painted her fingernails. She used to think bad things would happen, but that wasn't it. It was because she knew she was able to predict things. You know, she would get signals of what was going to happen before it happened. But she just didn't know she was clairvoyant. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's yeah. it. Okay. My mother had a gift, and so did her mom. So as you you went through your teenage years and you became an adult, you you continued to have these experiences. And I'm going to ask the the question again. Did did they did these spirits were they just did they just appear or were they trying to like contact you to tell you stuff? You know, do you, do you consider yourself a psychic medium? Is, is basically what I guess I'm asking. Well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say. I think they. I think it's because they knew that I could sense them and feel them. You know, I, I put it this way. If you can feel them and see them and, and possibly reach them, yeah. they're going to they're gonna definitely come to you. You know, it's like, a, it's like if you go to a party and there's one crowd that's, that, that, can, that can really have fun and there's one crowd that's going to sit there with their finger up their butt and not do anything, <laughs> who are you going to want to party with? You're going right. to want to party with the ones going to have I fun. I got you. Yeah. I think that's the thing with spirits. They're going to want to go to the people that, that can communicate with them. So you think and they I can... feel like that, you know, I had this, I had this talent to, to feel them, understand them, and, and want to communicate, but I didn't know. And so I'm like a light bulb that's been turned on, but I haven't been fully turned on because I don't know what's going on. So, you know, they're going to come toward me now. I have made some of them mad because I don't know exactly how to use my, my tool, so to say. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I, I feel them, but I got scared. Fear factor kicked in because I didn't know what the crap to do. You know, <laughs> so so you think that they can sense that you have this ability, so they're they're attracted to you and and come to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said, yeah, exactly. I think so. They have done that before. And you um, you say that you never really understood what you had going on with you until after the death of your parents. So t- tell us about about that, how you became, I guess, enlightened as to who you are and, and what you are. Well, um, what happened is, I, like I said, I've always had paranormal experiences, but uh-huh. I never c- connected the two. I always felt like, well, maybe I'd be, it was a haunted place, it was a haunted home, or I, it was just a coincidence, or, or I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to explain it because I just, I just couldn't visualize being, being different from yeah. anybody else. You know, right? I just did. You know, those days, you know, in our days, it just, just didn't make sense. You know, it, it, we didn't have ghost hunters on TV. We didn't right. have ghost adventures. You know, it exactly. Just didn't make sense. It was only in the movies. But uh, <clears throat> as time went on, my, uh, my mother. She got cancer. Oh, no. And my dad, you know, we was already taking care of my daddy. And uh, Mama, when she got cancer, uh, I was taking care of Mom 24 hours a day. And uh, we switched up family members we do. And uh, I was taking care of her all the time. And then uh, she got worse, and she was bedridden. But uh, she was going through this transition, we were taking care of her. My daddy loved my mother to death. But to make a long story short, <clears throat> my daddy... He couldn't handle it, knowing that he's going to lose Mama, because they've been married over 50 years. So anyhow, I think my daddy willed himself to death, because the 
day, one day, he was wa- in his little walker. He was walking down the hallway. He comes in the bedroom, and uh, he wanted to talk to Mama. Mm-hmm. And he talked to Mama. And then he, uh, that night, uh, before he went in the bedroom, he said, uh, Mary, he said, you're breaking my heart. That was my mom's name, Mary. Okay. So then that night, uh, uh, he, uh, he started breathing weird, and uh, he had a heart attack. Basically, he, he died. That was that far night he died. Oh, no. So I couldn't tell my mother that my dad died because she had a problem remembering because, you know, the kids had already gotten to her brain. Yeah. So anyhow, a couple of weeks later, my mother, um, she was getting worse, and uh, we couldn't tell her that Daddy had died because she would consistently go over and over the death of my father. You know, so we didn't want her mm-hmm. to suffer because she was near death. So as uh, time went by, we told her that he was in the hospital, but he was getting better. So I was taking care of mother, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> she was like in a semi-coma. And then I was in the, in the bedroom, and this is about, I guess, a couple of weeks after my daddy had died. And I started hearing a, a walker come down the hallway. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden, Mama perked up, and uh, you have to realize my mother had been like in a semi-coma. <laughs> for about a week or so, you know, yeah. in and out, but she don't drink or nothing, you know. And the hospice nurse been coming in just take vitals, you know, but she's near death, you know. And all of a sudden she perks up, she looks at me, and she goes, Valley Lynn, I thought you said your daddy was in the hospital. And I said, Mama, he is. I said, but he's getting better. And she said, no, he's not. He's right there. And she pointed uh-huh. in the hallway. Now, I had just heard him. I had just heard the walker come down the hallway, you know, and I'm kind of like freaking out now, you know. Oh, no. So I turn around, and sure enough, I look in the hallway, and I smell this smell of like roses, like that was on his coffin. Oh. When he died. Yeah. All of a sudden, I feel this breeze come in. I said, hi, Daddy, come on in, you know. I didn't see him. Air, this cold air, and I smelled these roses come in the bedroom. And I got the heck out there, you know. And as as he as he came in, and I left the room, I started choking, like coughing and choking. And I smelled death. I smelled death. It was my father. Now you and say he came you, in to my mother. You say you and, smelt and, death. What what do you mean by you smelt death? Uh, it, it was it was death. It was it was uh, it was dead. You know, it was death. It was. It was from the the coffin. It was it was death. You know, it was dead. It was it was so so much that I smelt the death of of the of the of his illness and and deceased. Did you that got in my lungs and I got sick and I was in the hospital for like two days. Did so you did you see it. him? And it was really weird because uh, shortly after that, I I got out of the hospital. And I was with mother. She went. She was in and out. And, but I smelt. I smelt and felt the death of my father. That it was. I can't explain it. I smelt death. I smelt death. I okay. never smelt death. I, I thought that you couldn't do nothing but feel. Did, I thought you couldn't do nothing but feel cold air or yeah. or you know see an apparition, but you couldn't taste it or or you know. Did you actually see him, or did you just feel his presence? I didn't see him, but I smelt. But yeah, you think I your mom, you know your mom definitely saw him, right? Yeah, my mother saw him. So he was coming to your mom 
to yes. just see her. Came in the room. I heard him. I heard the walker. Right. And I smelled air, and I smelled the roses, and then I smelled death. But you didn't yes. stay in the room to hear the conversation. You you left. No, no, okay. not at all, not at all. No, I left. I, I was really like just very stunned because you know that was the last thing I, I thought that I would see, you know, or feel or hear, you know, because I. You have to realize, you know, I had been with Mother straight all the way through this, and I had just lost my father and fixing to lose my mom in a period of six weeks to yeah. two months, you know, back to, to back. Through. Yeah, that's a lot to go through. Yeah, you know, and then Mother passed. And then when she passed, uh, it was devastating, you know, to lose both parents, you know. And it was very uh, hard for us to lose our parents like that, you know. And, and Valley, you you think that this is, or you say that this is what made you realize that you had these special abilities? Is this finally what opened your your eyes that you could that you could really see spirits yeah, and well, talk you know, to what, them? What I think it had helped me out. Um, this helped me out to want to go into the paranormal field because mm-hmm. um, this made me realize that when you do die, that. Uh, People need to realize that your loved ones will be there for you. Yeah. That when you when you start to die and and, and you're scared and you're going to pass, you, you don't have to be scared anymore because you will have your loved ones on the other side that will come to your aid, and they will help you make that transition to move on. And if you can get any kind of proof to help somebody to go through this transition, you'll be okay. You know because. If you could prove to somebody that life does go on once you pass, you'll be okay. You know, God's there and your loved ones are there mm-hmm. to, to help you go through this transition to move on. Valley, I can really hear the sincerity in your voice when you talk about that. And I, I can tell that, that you have a lot of compassion, not only for those who have passed on, but for for those who are experiencing some sort of, of paranormal experience here on this plane. And that's really, like you, you hit the nail on the head, that's really why you're in this, right, is to, to help people understand and to to bring comfort to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I do it, because, you know, I never charge. I, I buy the equipment myself. I don't put the cost on anybody. I own all my equipment. You know, I just wanted to help people only, you know. I don't do it for fame or nothing like that. Cause Lord knows I ain't got anywhere. Well, I just want to help. That's it's all, it's tough to, to make a living in the paranormal, that's for sure. Um, it, so is this what led you to form uh, your group, Earthbound Spirit Hunters? Yes, it is. It is. It is. And and I just wanted to help, you know. I wanted to, to get out there and to prove it because I wanted to, to, to absolutely show that what I felt and, and what I went through and what's out there is real, and that it's not fake, and that and it's true, and that it, it can help somebody to realize that you don't have to be scared no more. It's there, it happens, and it's a good thing. It's not negative. So have you, in your, your, your investigations and all your, your years of experience and everything, have, have you found uh, anybody that's been able to help you develop your talents, or are you still just kind of making this up as you go along, so to speak? Well, uh, I'm kind of like making it up as I go along, because when you're my age, (laughs) 
there is no, uh, how can I put it, <laughs> there's no boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no boot camp. But uh, I, I learn. I learn a lot. Uh, I keep up with the latest equipment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do have some good friends. I have a lot of good paranormal friends that are experienced, too. Yeah. And uh, we kind of, like, help each other. And uh, and uh, and I, I keep in contact with uh, the latest equipment, like I said. And, and I guess the best experience is, is when you help someone and you see a smile on their face. Or yeah. when I get a smile on my face and I get relieved that everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I definitely can can understand what you're saying there. Well, we we got a... About ten minutes left of the uh, the segment here, and I kind of wanted to to play some EVPs that you sent me that All are right. that are very fascinating. And I know you you told me that you have a lot of success of EVPs just in your own home, just sitting around talking, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got some EVPs here, and let me pull this up. Uh, let's see. You may hear some clicking of the mouse in the background here as I pull these things up. This first one is, uh, it just says, uh, it's, it's an EVP that you got in your garage, and it's, uh, it says it's from someone named, named Roy. So, um, I'm gonna see if I can pull this clip up here. Hang on just a second, Valley, and see if I can get this, uh, thing to work here. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm going to play this clip, and this is a clip that uh, you got in your garage from someone named Roy. I was talking with a guy. Would you please tell me your name? All right, Valley. So, after listening to that clip, can you tell me um, you were in the garage, your your own garage, right? Yes, uh-huh. So this, this, I don't know how well this is going to come across when people play this thing back, So, or when people listen to, to this show, sorry. Uh, so this is someone you say whose name is Roy. You, that's what, so. Yeah, you can really hear it. It's, it's, it's kind of light in the back, but um, I wasn't able to, uh, I'm not really good in bringing the equipment to make it louder at the end. Yeah. But, uh. My husband used to say all the time, don't bring them home with you. Yeah. <laughs> he used to say, I don't care if you investigate, just don't bring them home. <laughs> but, uh, Is this one you brought home? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess Roy came home with me. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, um, I was having uh, some weird things happen at the house, and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I guess it's time to do some prayers or some sage or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I went in the garage, and... I thought, okay, I'm going to find out who it is. <laughs> and I started asking questions with just a, a regular little uh, digital, uh, you know, a little digital uh, uh, EVP uh, uh, thing I have. And uh, yeah. I sit down and I said, okay, who is this? You know, and I was asking questions and all of a sudden I got a name. I went, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do some cleansing. <laughs> but that's how it came about. <laughs> so is Roy still with you or did you get rid of him? Uh, He's gone. He's gone. But they do that. They tend to do that. They they will follow you. You know, yeah. especially like I said, if you get that little thing, <laughs> you know, they like your energy. They'll follow you home. You know, definitely. Yeah. For sure, they will. Uh, d- definitely. 
Okay, so uh, let me play this next clip here. Uh, this is actually, I, I meant to play this one first. Uh, uh, this next clip is of what you think is uh, your your guardian angel, basically, the Archangel Michael. So I'm going to play right. this clip, and uh, and then we'll talk about it after we get finished. So here's, here's the clip of uh, Michael. Does Michael the Archangel, does he have me out a lot? Okay, Valley. So that was uh, the Archangel Michael, who you who you believe is your guardian angel, correct? Yes, I do. I do. So tell have, uh, tell me about why why you think he's the your guardian angel, and then tell me about the the circumstances behind this this clip here. Okay. Well, um, several times uh, when I investigate, I always uh, from ever since I don't know, I guess my first investigation. Everybody always asks for a protector to help them uh -huh. to make sure something bad doesn't soup in, you know, because whenever you're dealing with paranormal, you want to make sure that uh, you're not dealing with something that's evil, you know, because right. you never know what can slip in. Right. And uh, if you're not protected, you don't know what can happen, because I always say spirits know everything about you, and you know nothing about them. You know, because, you know, you have to eat, sleep, and drink, and they don't have to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I always have prayed to St. Michael because he always does battle. You know, he can battle okay. you know, against the evil. And uh, I always ask St. Michael to protect me, and I do the St. Michael prayer. Well, uh, when I was doing the ghost box, I always asked St. Michael to help me, mm -hmm. you know, defend, defend us against evil. And uh, when I did the ghost box, he came in the ghost box. He has came in and taken the spirits to the light, and I asked him to take them to the light. And so when he came in the ghost box, every time I would hear him say, he, he's Michael. He'd go, Michael. And, and I would hear things like, hallelujah, and, 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 and then I would hear some spirits go, no, and he, he'd take them. He'd take them through. Wow. Well, I went and helped a client in Kentucky, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of spirits that were, that were being held against their will. Wow. From this other one. And I have proof of, of EVPs and everything. And uh, in this specific clip here, uh, you hear three things in this one clip. You hear Valley, you hear Michael, and you hear I do. Okay. And that's when I had asked, is this is St. Michael my, my protector? And you hear Valley, Michael, I do. Okay. If you listen if you real close. Again, you'll hear those three specific things. Yeah, if you listen real close, everybody, when you replay this show, because I know you want to replay it, listen real close for that. And we're getting close to time here, so I hate to hate to rush you, but I, I want to play this other clip, too, because I, I, this one is the one that I like the best out of, out, of, uh, out of the three. This is called Patty in the Homestead Barn. So I'm going to play this, and then I want you to kind of explain what was going on with Patty in the barn here. Okay. Little girl or little boy, how old are you? Is there a lot of you here or just a few? Okay, so that was the uh, Patty in the homestead barn. So who is who is Patty and what was going on in the barn, Valley? Patty is on the team of Earth Mount okay. Spirit Hunters. Okay. And the homestead was a bed and breakfast in Barnstown, Kentucky. And that is a EVP in uh, in a barn at the homestead, mm -hmm. and uh, we had got some K2 spikes, and uh, we took the electronical device, and uh, she got the EVP of a little girl that said uh, she was seven years old. Wow, and that's pretty clear on 
the EVP. That's 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 amazing. Yeah. Did you did you ever find out who the little girl was? We believe it was a little slave girl because we did two investigations there, and uh, they had a, a plaque that had uh, listed of slaves that were uh, buried there and that were uh-huh. sold there at the homestead. Wow. Barnstown, Kentucky. Sure did. Wow. And w- w- did these people call you in for your help? Is that? Well, uh, she advertised uh, that uh, that she had uh, uh, several guardians there uh, that were slaves there that was haunting the place, but she didn't say that she needed help, but she wanted someone to come in there. She was trying to sell yeah. the place, and I noticed before you show that she no longer owns the place. She said she couldn't get it sold because he wouldn't let her sell it. But huh. apparently she got it sold now. Apparently so. Well, that's very interesting. Huh? Well, I I, 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 we're running short of time, so, I, Valley, I, before, we, before we go any further, I want to say that I've really enjoyed having you on the show, and I am definitely going to get you back on the show again because I feel like that there's so much more that we need to talk about that I just don't have time for. So I'm going to put you on the spot right now and, and say, ask you, will, will you agree to come back on the show? I would love to, Sam. I would love to. Thank you. You're welcome. I would love to have you back because I, I feel that there's so much more to your story that I want people to hear, and I think you would like for people to hear too, and we just don't have enough time in a one-hour show. So I'm definitely going to get you back this season, and we're going to finish this conversation. Thank you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right, I enjoyed it too. You're a very interesting person. And I, I just have one final question, and I ask this of every guest that's on the show. Uh, to those people who may be listening to this broadcast, if they are having some sort of paranormal problem or experiencing something that they can't explain or maybe they they feel like they need help with something supernatural or paranormal that's going on, how can they get in touch with you and the Earthbound Spirit Hunters to go help them out? You need to go to www.earthboundspirithunters.com. And you've got your contact information listed on the website. Right, right. All right, so once again, that is www.earthboundspirithunters.com. If you are having some sort of paranormal experience that you can't explain, if you need help, maybe you feel like uh, your uh, uh, house is haunted or you're in some sort of danger from sort of some sort of... Uh, spirit or maybe you just want to have some maybe questions answered about some mysterious things that are going on around your property go to www.earthboundspirithunters.com and get in touch with Miss Valley Rojas and she'll come out and she'll help you she's a very talented woman she's an amazing person and she really does care about not only the spirits but especially about the living. She really does care and she really does want to help you out. And you can hear it in her voice. You can hear the sincerity. I can feel it coming through the wire here. I know that she's real. I know that she's sincere. Valley Rojas, thank you very much for being on Parareality Radio. Thank you, Sadman. I loved it and I enjoyed it. Thank you so <laughs> much. I am, I am 100% honest with you. I'm going to get you back on the show sometime this season. We're going to have to... Uh, email each other and set it up because there's more to your story and I want people to hear it. 
great. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. Everybody, thanks for uh, tuning in. This was Valley Rojas of the Earthbound Spirit Hunters. Thank you, Valley, for being on the show. All right, thank you. All right, have a good evening, Valley. Bye. Bye bye. Right, I'm going to take a little break and I'll be right back to wind down the show in just a few minutes.
Hi, this is Cece Carroll, a.k.a. Cece the Huntress. I want you to join us at the second annual The Paranormal Awards this April 13th at the Merrimack Valley Railroad Station in North Finland, New Hampshire. The Paranormal Awards are based on your hard work in all genres of the paranormal industry. It's a full-day conference with vendors, entertainers, speakers, and celebrities, and in the evening, the award presentation. Submit your hard work to be nominated, or just join us for a full day and evening of fun. www.ccthehuntress.com for all the details. Get your ghost on with me. I'm Cece the Huntress. This is Parareality Radio, your information source for all things paranormal. Join your host Sandman and his roster of special guests, experts, and experiencers as they explore the realms of the known and the unknown. New shows broadcast the first Monday of every month at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen online at parareality.com. Turn on, tune in, and find out. Just to let you guys know, I am up for an award at the Paranormal Awards. I am nominated for Radio Show of the Year. So I I wish you guys could vote for me, but you cannot. Uh, there's a panel of judges that uh, vote based upon uh, who knows what criteria, but I am hoping that I win and uh, I'm going to try to get down there if my schedule will permit so I can attend the Paranormal Awards. So everybody wish me luck. I am up for Radio Show of the Year on the Paranormal Awards. Also, I am also up for another award. That, strangely enough, the European Podcast Award. I have been nominated in that for uh, Personality of the year, so uh, you can vote for that if you'll just uh, go to your Google search and type in uh, European Podcast Awards. It will take you to the site, and you can uh, look up Parareality Radio under the nominations page. Uh, the easiest way to do it is just find my link that I have posted on www.parareality.com. Click on that, and it will take you to the voting page where you can vote for me for. Personality of the Year on the European Podcast Awards. So um, wish me luck on both of those. Please help me out on the European Podcast Awards by voting for me. Even though I'm not in Europe, uh, apparently I'm eligible to win this award. So whoever uh, put me in that category for Personality of the Year, I appreciate it. So go to parareality.com. Click on the link for the European Podcast Awards, and please vote. Voting is going to be ending really, really soon if it hasn't ended already, so vote often for me, Sandman on Pair Reality Radio. I really need your help to win this award, and I really appreciate everything. Well, everybody, that does it for tonight's show. I really hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Let me know what you thought about it by sending me an email. That's sandman at parareality.com. Also, please remember to visit parareality.com. Uh, I've got the website. It's all new, redesigned. There's uh, a brand new feature on the page, which is 
under the Extras tab. Once you're there, you can shop in the Pair Reality Radio store, which I've brought back. The Pair Reality Radio forum is now up and running again, and all the old topics from uh, when the show was back on Live 365 is they're still up. If you have, uh, if you're a, already a member. Um, and you can't remember your username and password, just email me, let me know uh, uh, what your email address is. Obviously, I guess if you're going to email me, I'll know it. But if, you, if you're having problems remembering what your password is or your username or whatever, just email me, sandman at parareality.com, and I'll hook you up with your username and password or whatever you're having problems with if you're already a member of the forum there. So uh, also... You'll notice that there's uh, I've got a video link up there. Um, I went ahead and I said I would never do this, but I did it anyway. I got a YouTube channel, and I'm I'm, re- I'm going to replay on uh, my YouTube channel. I'm going to replay episodes of my short-lived, ill-fated attempt at an internet television show, simply called Pair Reality. I got the first episode up and running that right now under the extras tab on ParaReality.com. Um, their video for the first two episodes was really choppy because I had some camera problems that it took me a while to figure out. Show's not the greatest. I understand that. Uh, keep your negative comments to yourself. I already know all the bad stuff about it. Trust me, I lived it. <laughs> so anyway, it's there for you to make fun of or watch or whatever. Uh, but it's Pair Reality uh, right there on ParaReality.com under the Extras tab. Also, uh, don't forget to look me up on Facebook. You can get hold of me there by going to Sandman.Parareality on your Facebook page. There you can, uh, well, you can listen to the show from Facebook as well. You can kind of find out a little bit more about the behind-the-scenes stuff going on at Parareality Radio and, uh, you know, the, the whole world of Parareality as a whole, the whole Parareality brand, I guess. Uh, in the Pair Reality Radio store, I've got shirts, hats, uh, jackets, mugs, calendars, coasters, bags, you name it, just about it, I've got it. Uh, prices, I think, are pretty reasonable. Uh, please go and buy some gear and help support the show, Pair Reality Radio. Any monies that I make from the store, do not go into my pocket. It goes right back into helping me produce Parareality Radio. So uh, that about does it for the show tonight. My next show will be available on Monday, March the 4th, 2013. So turn on, tune in, and find out at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. Everybody, I hope that this radio program opens your mind up to new ways of thinking expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope that you have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you again next month. Uh, By the way, that break song that I played, was going to mention it earlier, was... uh, by Lacuna Coil. It was the Ghost Woman and the Hunter, which I thought was very appropriate for the show this evening. And I'm going to leave you with a little bit of them crooked vultures called uh, Mind Eraser, No Chaser. We'll see you next month, everybody. (laughs) 